ಶಂಕರಚಾರಮಾಜಮಶ್ಮರಚಾರಪ್ರಾಯಂತೇಗುರುಂಬರಂಬರಂಗುರುಬ್ರಹ್ಮಗುರುವಿಷ್ಣು
Um, and then the famous line, Sri Chaitanya, in each and every name, talking about Vishnu, about Krishna, but the same, in each and every name, thy, thy power resides. Every, every name has, Swami Shivananda says, uh, akanda shakti, unlimited potency. Every name of God has unlimited potency. But also every name of God is, in one sense, an aspect of God, describing an aspect of God. You can say, oh, God's all beautiful and powerful and sticking your tongue out at you or holding a flute or something like this. You know, some, some lila, some aspect, some um, uh, um, you know, philosophically significant description. Some description is like that because the names are attributed, assigned this way. But actually each name <clears throat> is naming something or someone. Right, so a name, that's, one way, that's why it's not exhausted. And so thinking back uh, to what our Guruji, Swami Vishuddhavananda, used to tell, he says that the name, the, in, within the name is, you, you have to plan, well, you know, the, the, it's, it's well, <clears throat> let me back up to, I'm getting ahead of my own thinking. Guruji used to tell me that the, the secret of sadhana, this is the secret, of, we've mentioned this many times, but this is the secret, I'll give you the secret of sadhana. It says, you sow a thought, you reap a deed. Right? You know, so thought, because thoughts repeated become actions. You sow a deed, you reap a habit. You sow a habit, because your deeds repeated become your habit. You sow a habit, you reap a character. Some total of your habits you carry. You reap, you sow a character, you reap a destiny. Now, it's, uh, uh, <clears throat> that is actually this little, like, little saying. It's, in, in India, there's, um, uh, in child in school there's like little books of little sayings right and that's one of them that was it's common school book it's one of the things that you get so it's not like it's he didn't generate it himself right but here in his 90s as he's giving the secret of spiritual life he's repeating things he learned like in second grade or first grade you know and early these type of things because sometimes it was that old saying everything I needed to know I learned in kindergarten in one of the remember that book like that title I think something like that you know it's one of those like wash your hands be nice to people don't push you know things like this you know wait your turn so this is one of those things but Guruji said actually that that means actually as as you think not only so you do or so, but you think your thoughts lead to your destiny and therefore he said therefore think you think only divine thoughts that was his that was Guruji's main point therefore think only divine thoughts. And the higher thought, think only the higher thought, that's what he said. High thoughts lead to high actions, high action leads to high character, high character, habits, character, and destiny. And he says, what's the higher thought? Well, God's the higher thoughts. Even by definition, even if there's no God, right? God's the higher thought, right? St. Anselm's the, uh, definition is the, the being greater than which nothing can be imagined, or no greater being can exist. Whether he he defined God into existence, but this was a nice judicial trick of logic. But the idea that the, whether whether or not that God can be proven to exist, the idea you can't get beyond the idea of God, right? So you have to you have to think so. And this idea of planting planting and sowing, right, assumes a seed, right? You plant a seed and get you know plant plant a thought and get a get a get a, 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 a action plant an action. So what's the seed thought? For God, and so years ago, as this is something we've been meditating our entire adult life. Um, uh, uh, I remember first time we shared this in this setting. Uh, the, the the victim was um, um, uh, Prakash, but today it's going to be 
Atmaram. Right? And I said, let's say, okay, I want to think about Atmaram. Right? And so there's things I know about Atmaram. Should I mention your good qualities? Your good, you know, like so many wonderful. He's a snazzy dresser. He's intelligent. He makes good coffee. You know, <laughs> he comes here on the weekends. He goes to school. I mean, I can start searching all the things I know about him. Right? And I can give a pretty good list. But most of those things, they're things I kind of know about him. Right? And there are aspects of him. You know. But there's so many more things that I don't know about him than anything. I, if, I, if, I, if I went on listing his qualities, <coughs> qualities and characteristics, behaviors and habits like this, they're, they're infinitesimal compared to all the things that are possible to say about him. Even a limited being, sorry, I'm sorry to limit you right now, but <laughs> even a limited being, very limited being, like, like, like Atmaram, right? Or to speak of an unlimited being. So if I, if I can start thinking, oh, I have to, I, I'm going to remember Atmaram and start thinking, oh, you know, what he looks like, what he, what he says, what he, you know, what our conversations, my memories about him, what he's told me about his path, what I think about his, you know, we can start creating a list of things we know about him. But that's nothing compared to all the things we don't know about him, right? And all the things that even nobody can know everything about him, right? So how do I plant, and any one of those things could be a thought of his. I can plant, I can plant the way he looks or the way he thinks or the way he dresses or the way, you know, or the way he cooks or so whatever the details on anybody. But another thing I can do, I can, I can plant a thought, one thought that includes everything, right? All the things I know about him and all the things I don't know about him, right? That's a mysterious thing. That is a name. When you name something, it points to something, it points to the thing. The name may give some aspect, some limited aspect, right, of the thing being thought about. But it means the whole thing. Right, and you say you know it's like so. So an example to use why why the the example of planting a seed is so useful and why it's used again and again in spiritual life is like a seed of a tree. You plant within the tree is everything you can think about a tree about that tree about its future. Its everything is included potentially at least in the seed. So God's name is like a, is contains the full thing. That's why that's why each that's why Swami Shivananda says in each and every name. Unlimited ananta shakti, unlimited power. The full thing, the full package is there, right? So that's true of any name. If you, that's what, that's the beauty. If you want to meditate upon some, the highest thing is God. To meditate upon the highest thing, one method of meditation, a very effective method, is to meditate on God's name or God's names, right? Because it includes some unique aspect that you're bringing out in the name, right? And Everything else that you know about about God, and, all, and everything else you have no idea about God, everything else that can't be known about God, right, is also included in the name, right. So that's the thing. Sometimes we something oh to define God is to deny God, you know. The people use this type of thing. God's infinite, and we say things about God. And we name we give God's name and forms and attributes, and scriptures and beliefs about Him or believe God her. You can say Him or her, and that's denying the infinitude. It's act, I mean, yes, partially. If you take it, if you take it absolutely like the gods, this and nothing else, then you're making you're making stating stupid things, right? But anything you say about God or think about God or is revealed about God through tradition or revelation or or scripture or or or, or, uh, or, or just contemplation, it reveals something, and it reveals something, and potentially reveals the whole thing. Right, so it points to the whole thing if you if you treat it. So the idea that that while we have a name of God, we may have a name of God that we prefer, an aspect of God or a, a, a flavor, some of, of some point or something like that that suits us, that 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 attracts our minds, 
right? That therefore helps for meditation. But we know that the one being named is infinite, and therefore, Sri Krishna would also say it has infinite names, right? The infinite one has infinite names, infinite methods of realization, infinite paths. There's a new book called Infinite by Ayan Maharaj, Infinite, infinite Paths to the Infinite Reality. That's the name of the book, I think. Right, right? Yeah. Um, wonderful book, philosophically challenging book. <coughs> Uh, then infinite. So, therefore, there's not just like oh, here's like like if I, I can have a sectarian perspective, God is Vishnu or God is Kali or God is Lalita or Shiva, right? But even the traditions that say God's only Shiva and not Vishnu or only Vishnu and not Shiva, right? They also have thousand thousand named hymns for Vishnu and thousand named hymns for Shiva. So the one that they're thinking, even if they have a limited um, uh, sectarian perspective, they also recognize within it that it's a limit, unlimited, unlimited one, and that that one's reality is unlimited, has thousands of names, and it, it's very interesting. Like in the thousand names of Vishnu, the name of Shiva is there. In the thousand names of Shiva, the name of Vishnu is there. Right, the thousand names of Kali. There's many names for Lalita, and the thousand Lalita, Kali's name is there. You know, this this type of type of things. You know, <clears throat> and so like it, as we've gone through, we've gone through. I don't know how many names, how many names have we've gone through so far. We've gone 146 names in our talk so far. In 20 verse, 20, 20 verses, 21 verses. We've done 146 names, right? Uh, but actually, each a lot of those, like we went to, like there's one, there's um, uh, not a Shinghi, right? So I'm not sure, but most likely there's a not a Shinghi Sahasranam. <laughs> if there isn't, there should be, right? There's one uh, we've done to one of the names uh, is we just yesterday we celebrated the day before yesterday, Chinamasta Jayanti, right? Uh, so there's a Chinamasta. One of her names is Chinamasta or Pachanda Chandika, right? But there's a Chinamasta Sahasranama. There's a thousand such names. And in that name, in that thousand name, there may be a name of, of a form of the deity that also has a thousand name hymns. Right? So that's another, really a thousand name is not exhaustive. Each one of the thousand names has a thousand names. Each one of those thousand names has a thousand names. Right? It's, in, it's the infinite name for the infinite reality. That's the, the thing. So, and, and, and so, every, Guruji's point, every, each and every, in every name, the full Meditating on God's name or God's names is meditating on the full package. Everything we know, everything we don't know, everything knowable, everything unknowable. Right? The great and so we sometime in our previous discussions we've said that that um um that when we're naming God, Eklarasanama discussions, we're not um there's also a danger that we, we seem we're not naming we're not describing only what we know. That's an important part, right? When we describe what we know, then there's a danger because we don't know that much, right? And we don't know what we know is true, right? Chances, chances are what we know is probably not true, I'm pretty sure. I'm getting more and more. The one thing, what is it? The one thing I know is I don't know everything, you know? <laughs> you know, like it. The, the, uh, uh. But so when you start saying, this is the truth and this is what I know, and then there's a danger because because actually when when it, that's a danger when you put a microphone and a microphone a, a a recording device and a Facebook post, right? That will then become a YouTube video and a, a podcast audio, you know, like, right? So because oh, let's see what Swamiji knows, 
very dangerous <laughs> because really when somebody starts speaking they're speaking what they when when they people say what they think and what they know and understand they reveal really what they don't know what they don't understand right you reveal, you, you reveal somebody's ignorance speaking of what you know you reveal your ignorance very often i think this is one of the dangers right Srila Prabhupada had a uh, thing he says two there's two three people dress same haircut same age same skin complexion same same dress right the same bag whatever like that it says uh, uh, three of them are fools one of them's wise how do you know the difference wait till they say something right so when they open their mouth and you know who's you know who's uh, who, who who's who's foolish you know as soon as they start stating about the the views about things you realize how much they don't know right so that's a danger so but we we will boldly let the microphone on and let the you let the YouTube and Facebook thing roll because we're not describing what we know we're describing what we we actually we're not describing what we know. we're not claiming to describe what we know we're not describing what we don't know which is a lot right we're describing the mystery right we're describing meditation upon the mysterious one that can't be known and is the and, and a certain whose ultimate nature whose full nature can't be known right in the normal way we think of it although there are some people we believe know Brahmagyanis, Ishwarakotis, uh, 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 Muktas. We have terms, and like you know, today's Buddha Jayanti. We have Lord Buddha, uh, beautiful picture, and that statue of Buddha is my very first religious image I had in high school when I was 15 or 16. Bought at the Hope Visions and Dreams in Costa Mesa, an old, <laughs> back when it was an actual bookstore, it's old, now it's a different type of store, but uh, uh, that was my first. And I was heavily criticized by friends in high school for deviating from the right religion. But anyways, <laughs> Buddha went out, you know, this one. Uh, uh, <laughs> but so, but like, so we, we, have, we have Buddhas and Bodhisattvas. We, at least we believe that they have knowledge, right? But th- what do they have knowledge of? They have, oh, they have conclusive knowledge. They're not, you know, like, they're not like prophets or something, like in the normal limited, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to the term, but some like, some limited message that, you know, they know the one that's, that can't be described, right? And, and they even use language like that. They're describing the one that can't be described, right? You know, that yet they're describing that. And, and really good, I mean, these are the, the uh, many, the, if you were to look at themes within mysticism, right? We see one of the themes in mysticism that a lot of them, not all mystics, but a lot of mystics, I think they're our friend, a lot of mystics hold that, um, that uh, the, the truth that they're experiencing, right? Is ineffable, can't be described beyond. Even Talker says beyond words, right? Avachaniya, I think, is one of the words, right? That, that which can't that which can't be described. Uh, <clears throat> yet, we have. I mean, those, those very people have teachings, write books, <laughs> right? Or sometimes brilliant poetry. Some of them are very skilled at describing the one that can't be described. You know. So I believe, this is my ignorance or my knowledge for the mystery, that, <clears throat> that these hymns are like that. Uh, the the, the Hasanams, every hymn is like that, but the Hasanams are especially like that. There are a thousand aspects of the one that, who, whose aspects can't be numbered. Right? A thousand is a, so, it is a long introduction, but a thousand is not an not a exhaustive number, obviously, right? So we've in the in the hundred and 
46, I don't know how many talks you've given for 146, probably about 30 talks or something, right? Which means 45, 50 hours of discussion. Uh, um, just the first few 20, 20 verses of, of, I don't know how many, how many verses, how many verses this has, 155, 154, 154. So this will be, we'll be on this topic for a little while, right, uh, of the Kali Sasanama. We've, we've really, we've barely, just, we've barely touched it, right? And we've talked hundreds of hours, right? And we'll talk thousands of hours. And hopefully our whole life will be thinking and talking and discussing and contemplating and meditating and chanting these divine topics, right? But we're just, I mean, not scratching, the, to say scratching the surface is insulting somehow to the infinite, right? Where nothing, you know, <laughs> right? We've actually almost said nothing. Yet, by meditating any one of these names, who are we meditating on? The one who is infinite. You know, so, it, so we have to remember we're getting the whole package. So what verse are we on? We are on verse 21. I shall chant it if I can find it on my... Mata Pramata Pramada Shuddha Sindhu Nivashini Attimata Mahamata Sarva Karshana Karini. Do you have it? Do you have this? Do you have this? Oh, yeah. Which version do you have? Okay, so okay, in case, oh, yeah, okay, I just don't know which version you have. I mean, <clears throat> so this is the Kali Sasana. Hmm? Yeah. You can give me a better. Yeah, no, it, it, it's and this particular one he goes strange because uh, the the normal. I'm sure there's a justification for his translation, right? But it's not the obvious trans. It's not the obvious meaning, right? So. Uh, uh, so of 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 so the it, it's it's actually the previous in the previous verse this is one we talked a long 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 time ago, right? There was it was a verse on Digambari, it was about malls closed and the elements like that. And then the final, uh, do you have the final name of the previous verse? Uh, she who is the ultimate intoxication. So what's that? What's the what's the big what's the Hindi Madan Atura or something? Madan Atura. Madan Atura. Madan Atura. Yeah. So, so the same. So there. So it starts actually. The the details. The the name that repeats again in this verse in this cluster of names is primarily Mada, right? Mada and Mata, right? So these two are related, right? And Mata and Atura in the previous. We I think, I I didn't have to. I was, I was going. I wanted to listen to, the end of the last talk, uh, for this so I could, remind myself what we said. I don't remember exactly what we said. Didn't get a chance to, but um, mad, uh, madan, madan, and then madana. It's mad, That name comes from madana atura, madana atura, madana anatura, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and and so we'll, we'll this will give some hint of what mada means. Um, well, anyway, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll after describe after you describe what mata and madan means, we'll go back and look at that verse, which is a, a wind up for this. So, so actually the two, so here's Mata Pramata, and then Pramada, and Atimata. So this word Mata, M-A-T-T-A, and M-A-D-A, these are the two terms, right? They come from the same root. Some of you was helping me understand this a little earlier, right? Uh, and so uh, Mata means wine, right? That you're saying, so it comes from the word for wine, Mata. Which means that so you can see things that dealing with the word wine 
is like intoxication, intoxicated, drunk, wild, crazy, uh, uh, you know, like all the things that are, you can start pulling words from this term, right? Right. So, and something Swamiji helped me just literally before coming out, the, the, uh, before jumping out back out, is for the difference because what's the real difference between the the, the uh, uh, mata m a t t a and mada m a d a is one is a noun and one would be an adjective, mm-hmm. right? So mat, mata would be like. How would you how would, how would you describe that? That's a noun. No, no. no. adjective. Mata mata is the adjective. That's right. So it means that you would say like somebody who's intoxicated, right, or drunk, right, or infatuated. It's that type of thing. And so similarly, my tongue, my brain, and my tongue are not working. So give it my best shot. And mudda is a noun, which means drunkenness or alcohol or craziness itself not not crazied or crazy but craziness itself the thing itself right and actually this is how I was thinking about this literally from the walk over there to here you know I didn't have much time to, to <laughs> contemplate you're not giving my best <laughs> long contemplation today right as we've we've talked it, it brought me back to a theme that we've one of the interpretive principles we've we've done through the through the names of Kali through the thousand names of Kali is when we say ma is like um, beautiful, right? You know, so you say, oh, can you say, everybody look at ma. She's beautiful. You get to see her for the first time. She's very beautiful, right? She's the most beautiful. She's, uh, she's literally the most, she's maha tripurasundri, the most beautiful in the three worlds, right? There you go, right? Or by definition, she's nothing more beautiful than her, right? right? But she's also beauty, right? So actually, so, the way we kind of trying to describe before is that 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 in the in the world where we make ma an object to contemplate on and meditate upon and think about pray to and appreciate right we make her an object therefore she's beautiful right but that's but she, it's not by saying that ma is beautiful we start describing something the quality of an object oh that's beautiful and that's 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 helpful and that's scary and like that it's but that's because we're making it when it's when we see it not as an object but as the thing itself. She's beauty itself. She's not beautiful. She is beautiful when we think of her as an object, right? She's beauty, right? She she's uh, 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 she's nurturing, or she's nurture. She's the thing itself, and I don't know. It's not even from there to here, but from here to here, <laughs> right? Thinking you know a little bit on the because we've been a little bit contemplating some. Uh, um, Plato's ideas of the world of forms and the world of particulars, you know, and and then and, and also because I went to UC Berkeley and George Burke, our founder or the namesake founder, went took this to the ridiculous level of craziness of, of primary qualities and secondary qualities and all those type of things, you know. But the idea that there's a thing itself, maybe the, I mean, just have to be careful because I'm not, I don't think Plato. Anyways, we shall we shall interpret this through, through bad. Platonic reasoning. <laughs> he can correct me later. He knows these things better, right? <clears throat> but there's like like it's been it's we studied this twenty seven years ago. So I'm a little fuzzy. Please forgive if I get some of the details wrong, right? Or, or not so careful, right? 
<clears throat> but like, I'm the way it was described to me in my my first epistemology class so many years ago. It was like here we have like, you have this little table that this is I have my book my, my my little book on right. So everybody can recognize that this is a table, right, right. Uh, uh, but that's also a table, right. And Usha's desk is also a table, and your kitchen table is also a table, and your dining room table is also a table. Right, you know, so so, but these are, I mean, this is that have almost nothing in common. Some some things have a lot in common, but there's like this round glass thing over by the couch over there that has like very little in common with it. But we see there's something in common. There's tableness, the thing itself, right? The details that oh, this this. So you say when you say this is tabley, right? <laughs> there's tableness that all tables that are tables somehow or another partake of. The thing itself, whatever that thing is, rather, I mean, Plato, the world of ideas, it's a different you know, thing, but I'm, t- I'm talking from the Hindu perspective, there's the thing itself, and then everything else that has that quality, we attribute it to. So now this is tabley. You know, uh, that's a weird way of saying it, but you know, it's like, it's like, so like there's beauty and something that's beautiful. Everything, it has, everything that's beautiful has beauty, some, and somehow partakes of beauty, right? So she's both the thing itself. And a quality of the things, everything that has it, right? As and and we, and we think of her as, when we think of her, it's hard to think of her as a thing itself, as in a non-dualistic way. As soon as we try to make her even conceptually an, an object, she becomes the most beautiful, the most frightening, the most loving, the most creative, the most destroying. All the different qualities like that, right? But she's the thing. So she's the thing itself as well. So interesting here. The reason it made me think about it, walking from here to here. Is, is 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 because it's the noun and the, and the adjective. She's she's uh, intoxication and she's intoxicated, right? So we have to think she's also one of many of her names. She's also everywhere and everything and as everything and in everything and everything is in her and everything is her, right? Therefore, everything we see that's 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 like for beauty, for instance, everything that's beautiful is that's the the beauty. The beautiful is her, right? And the beauty and everything that's beautiful is her. Right, so that that's how we're trying to try to describe it. So intoxication is her, and everything that's intoxicated is her, as well. And we think of her, which is the primary quality as a second as an object of contemplation, a secondary object of when we objectify something that's beyond subject and object, then she becomes intoxicated. You know, this is a weird. I mean, I'm playing a little bit with grammar, but this is. It's, it's a sickness that I have to do like this, but this is a, I think this is important. I think these things are important, you know, because she's a thing itself, as well as has that thing, and in everything we see, everything that has that thing, that's her, because everything partakes of the thing itself, right? Everything is a manifestation of the thing itself. That makes sense. Doesn't make sense. So, point is, Ma's drunk. <laughs> that's the main thing maybe I, when you make a bold statement like Ma's drunk we better have a we have to give it a big philosophical setup <laughs> to make the, the bold point and she's drunkenness she's intoxicated and she's intoxication now a simple thing is like oh maybe, maybe and I have to be we've, we've very often have have, a, have, a, have um, bracketed so many of our statements when we, when we say oh we're talking about None of this could be true, right? Because uh, it could just be these are describing an ancient goddess who's described as wild and drunk, and it's a, it's a goddess of 
of, of alcohol and, 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 you know, it's like, that's also, part, that's also true. I mean, there, there's folk traditions of the goddess that is, she is that, she's a tribal goddess and, 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 and like, like that. Right. But she's also, either she always has been or she's become or she's been connected to the goddess. Right, she's not. Every goddess has the quality of goddessness. Right, same type of thing. Is everything that's beautiful has beauty, right? So every goddess has goddessness, right? So she's connected to the what we call the Mahadevi. The 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 the. Uh, so we're describing the Mahadevi, not just some some um, not just, but you know, what I mean, uh, I'm not trying to be pejorative to uh, some some wild dakini yogini, some wild nature spirit that's screaming and drunk and like this, you know. Although, she's that too, right? So she's, <clears throat> uh, what is it? Uh, Mata Pramata. So 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 she's both. So as Mata, she's intoxicated, and Pramata, Pra Pra means extra, very much, supremely, uh, very uh, hugely, you know. Uh, um, uh, Foremost, maybe foremost, maybe maybe like pra, hmm? extremely, extremely, or, like like uh, yeah, extremely, or or the most amongst, like you'd also say, you know. So we have to think like this. So it's so there, it's already two categories. It's whatever she's she's intoxicated and she's supremely intoxicated, right? She's intoxication and she's absolute intoxication. So there's so another way you can also think of it. It's it's even that is at the relative conception. And an absolute mind beyond mind and thought uh, uh, understanding. So when I first a few days ago, when I looked at oh, what are we supposed to be, what are we, last week when I was thought I was gonna, I had a bad voice because of cold, I, we canceled. But uh, when I thought I was, I look at the verse. Well, verses. Oh, these are the Ma's drunk and drunkenness. So I was thinking, oh, immediately a verse from the Chandi. We love the Chandi and a verse from the Chandi. I forget who she's fighting. I maybe I probably Shumba and Shumba at the end. I, mean, I think it's one of the the penultimate type of scenes, right? Where or it may have been Mahishasuda. I'm not sure. Maybe, but it was one thing where Mahishasuda, one of the demons, is is howling and screaming and and, and roaring. Maybe it's Mahishasuda roars, right? Maybe that's it. And he's roaring. Yeah, it must be Mahishasuda. There's this huge roar, and then the the devi says, "Roar all you want, as I sip on my wine." On my on my on my on my cup of wine, right, right. It says the gods later will be roaring in this very spot after I kill you, right. This is a, of course this is a very dramatic scene, right. But that's immediately stuck to me. There's some scene where and also here Ma doesn't hold, but you see some other rupas of Kali. She holds a um, and many of the names we already talked about. She holds a she holds a bowl or a skull cup, right. And usually that cup is either considered full of wine. Right, actually, mada, right, or madu, right. Actually, sometimes is a, is a um, actually we were discussing the wine. This term for mada uh, is similar to madu, which comes from which is the name for honey, right. And um, uh, in the ancient world, a lot of a lot of wines were made from honey, right. You ferment honey is uh, like Balaram. And Lord Balaram, he's famous for for uh, for honey drinking honey wine, right. So on his birthday, people often make honey drinks that are not quite fermented. They don't, they don't go that far. But he was known for drinking honey, a, honey, a wine made of honey, this madu uh, uh, wine. Um, 
So she, so she, in in that cup of her skull cup that she holds, we've talked about this. She holds honey wine, honey, wine or blood. That's the other thing, right? So that's of course, as call the imagery gets very we, we call Halloweeny, right? It has that type of <laughs> type of um, imagery, right? And blood is a major. One of one of her names is she who rides whose vehicle is blood, right? That's a big thing. Rakta. Uh, Mahini or something. There's one, two, three verses beforehand. It was that, that maybe the previous verse actually is there. You see it there? The previous verse? Verse 21. You have, I have, I also have, what am I doing to you? I have the book right here. Gambara. Yeah, Raktavahini. Raktavahini. She who's whose vehicle is blood. Of course, this is a man, this is... So, the simple, we, we have a long talk about it, but it's, it's about, you know, prana, life, you know, that blood becomes a symbol of, of life itself and prana, and like this, so it's, it, and so, the, that, therefore, Kali is a lot to do with blood, blood symbolism and actual blood, you know, uh, for our, in our tradition, more blood symbolism and life symbolism, prana, right? But, uh, so... What what is that that she drinks? That's the, that's the thing, right? So in the in that chandi where she's laugh all you want as I drink my wine, right? So of course it's part of one of the names. One of the things for intoxicated or intoxication is 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 um like um uh, furious or out of mind or what's the word for that um, um infuriated uh, another one maybe I. Frenzied, yeah, Fren- frenzied is a good term, right? When so, that's another one of the f- flavors of this meaning, right? So within the, the, the battle, of course, the image in the Chandi is this, this wild battle, and Ma is, is a wild warrior goddess, right? And in the popular stories also, once even all the demons are killed, she can't stop killing, right? There's something about, you know, we, there's that very disturbing scene in Lawrence of Arabia, Remember where they they go to attack something and they go go and they, they butcher everybody they go they go out of hand. I remember that scene. There's some wild, very disturbing scene, where the bloodlust. I think is what they call it. Something comes and it you, you go beyond reason and it goes you out of, you come out of control, right? And the chandi is full. That's one of the themes of that. The ma gets and and the themes of kali is this. It goes out of mind, out of control, right? Even yesterday we also celebrated the year before yesterday Narashinga Jayanti. Right, Chinnamasta Jayanti, which was also about losing your head and getting out of control, and the Shingadev Jayanti, right, and also the same thing when he he in when when like if God's okay, Nishingadev is God angry, right? That's he's, he's an angry he's the, he's Ugra Nishinga, the angry Nishinga, so he's angry, and he's anger, he's the thing itself, right? And so that's the thing. So he's not just not just a man, not just a He's everything that's angry. Maybe that's an aspect, a reflection of him. He's angry, or he's anger. And so, at that level, in the, even in the story, he goes wild, and nobody can. If he kills Hiranyakashipu in the story, and then he's looking what else to kill. Right, he's in that you know the wild. So the story goes right, and so in the Bhagavatam, the 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 the, the gods push Prahlad forward, right, and Prahlad immediately is like, and he and he sees Prahlad, and he's like. He becomes calm, you know. He becomes now, uh, not angry or anger. He becomes gentle and gentleness and all the, all those type of things. And slowly, Prahlad's simple devotion and pure hearted devotion calms him down, right? That's from the Bhagavatam story, right? But because today we're doing Kali Sasana, we're going to go a little more wild, right? There's other stories, 
where he, um, um, uh, especially in South Indian tradition, in the Srivijja tradition, they have this also, uh, where um, he, it's in the scripture, I, 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 we, we went and watched this on, a, on that Devankide Mahadev, that series on Shiva, right? And we're like, oh, we know the Prahlad, we know the Nishingadev, so we're ready to know, how, we know how it happens, we know how it ends, right? And so Nishingadev is roar, roar, you know, very ex- expert graphics, <laughs> you know, as you can imagine for TV, uh, 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 Indian TV uh, weekly serial. But he, uh, roar and roar, and so they push Prahlad, you go calm down. Right, and so we know. I expected he Prahlad's going to come and calm him down. But what does he do? He take, he looks at Prahlad, maxes him out of the way, and goes out to destroy the world. Even Prahlad doesn't doesn't calm him down in this version of the story. Right? Who who calms him down? Sarveshwar. Sarveshwar. I think I always forget his name because shows you it's how we live in the Bhagavatam version of the story. That's how we really meditate <laughs> upon it, right? But in other versions of the story, or in other sto- other, it could be other ver- other tellings of the story, or other leelas. Right, because that's, uh, uh, um, that's one way of understanding it. It doesn't just happen once, it happens millions of times in countless universes, or just other, other that's way, one way to tell how to save the, the discrepancies between the traditions. <coughs> or it could just be a Shaivite retelling where Shiva's supreme and not Vishnu, and Vishnu's supreme and not Shiva. Because the Puranas are sectarian in their nature, even though they have absolute and divine qualities, but they're, to- they're told by a community for its, for its own community. So we could also interpret it that way. But anyways, so what did it do? So if Prahlad can't, and the gods were, Lakshmi couldn't calm him down. The gods couldn't calm him down. Prahlad couldn't calm him down. So Shiva, Shiva she's the supreme god, in case you're wondering, in, in this, these Puranas, he goes and takes on a form. So Vishnu has a lion's head and a human body. So you need something, to, to put something down, to calm something down, you need something more dramatic than that thing, right? You know, so what's more dramatic? You know, all the details of, you know, what are the details? Mm-hmm. I forget all the details, but he has like, he has, like I think he has a, a, a lion's feet and Garuda's uh, um, um, uh, eagle's um, wings and I forget all, maybe, I forget, but it, he's like, it's, it's right out of like the, 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 the uh, the uh, Book of Revelations, when it you know all these wild you know with the heads of you know that description, it may even be I don't know I, I can't prove it, but to some it seems to echo some of that description. The head of this and the feet of this and you know this this incredible type of thing. And and in one version, he just goes up to Vishnu and Shingadev, who's wild, and goes calm down, so, calms down. Other ones they fight until he calms them down. Other ones actually he kills Narasimha. Of course, you can't kill Narasimha; he's God, he's Vishnu, right? But he, he destroys that form because that form is an angry expression. Mm-hmm. And along with that form of anger, you can't get, you can't, he can't get out of it, right? Mm-hmm. But anyways, uh, this is a, a, a long-winded idea. But the, that, that part of intoxication or frenzy or drunkenness, we, in drunkenness we lose control. That's one of the definitions of drunkenness, intoxication. At some level you lose some... In the beginning levels maybe you lose inhibitions. You know, it's like I'm talking in... But the danger, and much danger, is you lose control. Right, and then if you lose control a little bit, everything gets out of control, and pretty soon your life gets away from you. You know, so that's so dangerous. So the the uh, so in the chandi and and the stories that come from it, ma gets wild and has to be calmed down, and so even this this is not in the chandi, and this is a, a later Bengali uh, version where ma is seen as why, why is she stepping on Shiva, 
There's one story. It's not in the Chandi. It's not a classical story, right? But that that she's in that wildness where she destroys. She destroyed all the de- the demon or the demons, right? In the battle, right? And 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 now you've unleashed it. You've you've unleashed it. You've uh, you started a nuclear reaction, and you don't know. You know you don't know when they when they when they did the first nuclear test. They didn't know if the world was going to end because they had no idea. Like they knew that the one that the, the atom would split the next atom, but they didn't know when entropy would take over and you know it could they could have it was a philosophic it, it was a mathematical possibility that the, the entire universe would <laughs> explode would be destroyed by the first you know so it's like what, what so what do you do to calm to catch to calm the, to, to contain the energy so in the story shiva lies down amongst the corpses that she's killing corpses that are already dead in frenzied battle and she steps on shiva and and, and it's like oh i've stepped on my husband you know, this is, you know, of course, we know the story. It seems unlikely that Mahakali would be like, shame, and sticks out her tongue in shame, you know, this type of thing. This is a Bengali tradition. Uh, 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 it's not found in, in, in this, this version is not found in old texts. It's a fairly, um, like, five, six hundred year old. I mean, that's not old in, in, in text, you know, but not, not in Puranas and things like that. But it's found in, in, in later literature, it's there. Right. And so, of course, sometimes it's just, oh, Ma has, you know, she has to know her place and she stepped on her husband and be bashful and be the controlled, docile woman again, which she's primordial energy and Maha Shakti like that, right? But even that, even we always talk about, say, that Maha uh, uh, Shakti and Shava, without, 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 without Shiva, Shakti is uncontrolled energy. And without Shakti, Shava, Shiva is Shava, as corpse, unmoving, unmoving consciousness, right? So the two are control each other and manif- one controls the other, the other manifests this is what we're looking at it. Right. Uh, and there's other stories where, you know, like we I think the other day we talked a little bit about Bhairava, I think in the um in the, in the, in the Kali in the Kali Puja talk. We talked a little bit about Bhairava Puja. One of the stories of Bhairava in the same type of thing in the story where Ma Kali goes wild and and, and Shiva doesn't know how to stop her from destroying the entire universe. Right, the very children she was trying to she manifest to save now she's going to destroy a very deep thing actually we'll go back to that how she destroys you know, wildness her own children uh, uh, then he he lays down on, on the and the story goes he lays down and she's she's fallen for that trick once right and we mentioned that so I was like, like she wasn't done she wasn't you know it's like when you're we mentioned when you're angry right and then somebody like does something like to calm you down and you get angry at them for stopping you from being angry because you're not done being angry you know <laughs> sometimes you need to go through the cycle you know the explosion has to go all the way to the end and you know like that so, so she bypasses she steps around them or if that didn't work right so then so the Shiva then took on a little form a little a little hungry boy and crying little 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 uh, Little, little, and, and he sees him, and then she takes him and, and nurtures him and suckles him, and then comes down, right? But the theme in this is that when when Ma the Shakti is awakened, right, it's un- it becomes frenzied, matta, or intoxicated, or drunk, or overwhelmed, or uncontrolled, this type of thing, right? And so in the middle of the battle, let me drink this. And she's like, okay, you can roar all you want. I'm going to take a few sips of this and go real wild. Just wait. <laughs> we haven't seen anything yet. Right. And what is it? It's prana. It's shakti. It's like this. So we'll describe what, what this is momentarily. Matta, 
means intoxicated drunk. Pramata, so that's that's like, and pramata is supremely so, extremely so. So these two categories, I think, are important. That there's a common perspective of like, oh, like in normal life, there's intoxication, right? In by accident or by purpose, you know, we are intox. There's intoxication, and there and people are intoxicated. There's that level of regular thing. She's that too, but she's also pramata. Right, she's supremely so she's she's not just at the at the at the common level of experience. She's you know the the reason poets use like you know the Omar the Rubiant of Omar Khayyam, right, and using drunkenness as and 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 as the as a metaphor for devotion, right, or Rumi uses this language sometimes, right, romance or of a, of, of of wine and drunkenness is a very common thing in Sufi tradition, right. Right, uh, it's interesting. That some people like like Paramahansa Gunanda use. He loved the Ruby. He had a commentary on Rumiant, Omar Khayyam. Right, but some scholars believe that oh, this is a, this is a mystical this is a mystical poem about using wine and drunkenness as a metaphor for devotion to God. Right, but some scholars say actually no, it's about wine. Right, they were you know it's like but it works so good because the idea of of losing yourself and and becoming overwhelmed and being obsessed and all these type of things that usually in the, in the material world, it's, these are considered bad qualities in a certain sense, right? But you see that they're the perfect thing because that's what happens when you fall in love or when you go, go, go to a, a, tra- a divine excess, you know? So, uh, uh, so, so the mata and pramata, it, drunkenness, but it, then, then what it, why we, the pramata, I think, is why the symbol of regular drunkenness is a perfect symbol for the divine intoxication, right? The, 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 uh, uh, uh. Another word is here, there's another, um, um, uh, where is it? Uh, there's mata, pramata, and atimata. Like, it's, an, an, it's a third category, I don't know how to, how to, I can just make up three different categories, I don't know what, you know, there's drunkenness, like extreme drunkenness, and what like, ati 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 uh, ati is um, but in Hindi we use that term uh, 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 ati sundam or ati sat you know that uh, how, would, how would you describe that that like over the top over the yeah over the <laughs> over the yeah like that's way <laughs> yeah yeah too much <laughs> over the over the top is very good yeah ati that's perfect right mata paramata ati mata and then um, uh, and and then uh, uh, mada, uh, intoxication and intoxicated. So, and then in the middle of this this group of drunken verses, right? There's a name that I think gives a hint at some of the, how to we how to give in, how to interpret it, and that is a long one. Where is it? It's a Shuddha Sindhu Nivashini. That's the that's a name that's like a recognizable name, right? Right. Shuddha Sindhu Nivashini. Nivasini means dwelling. Sudha. Hmm? Sudha. Su, su, Sudha, yeah. Sudha. Um
It's su, S-U, not S-H, right? Yeah. Sudha. Sudha, same. Su. It's a different meaning. I, I'm using all the translations I have, yeah. assuming S-H. Sudha is nectar. Shuddha, mean, Shuddha means purity. Su, Sudha. What would Sudha mean? Anybody know? Because I may be related because all three translations, four translations I have, all give versions of 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 pure, of, of pure. Yeah. So anyway, it's, it's the same. We'll go the same same idea. You can look it up, but um um, it's the same. The point is definitely about nectar, right? Uh, 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 Suddha or Shuddha, if it's related to it. Hmm? Same meaning. So he, it's the same meaning. <laughs> probably Shuddha comes from from probably. Sudha Sattva. So, yeah, so, so, um, so, Nivasini, dweller, and then Sindhu. Sindhu means ocean, lake or ocean, right? Uh, o- ocean, right? Hmm? A river or ocean? Ocean. We said river or ocean, but we'll start with, with, we'll start with this definition of ocean. But river also has a particular meaning. So, she dwells in the ocean of purity. Right or the pure ocean. That that's a, you can say the pure ocean, but ocean of purity. Right, but again, it's it's a thing itself, not just a description of the thing. She dwells in the ocean of of, of purity. Now, there's many, of course, like there's this could. I mean, we could we could we can we can attach this name, this description to all kinds of go- forms of the goddess, and say, oh, this is Monokali's form. One of which is like Lakshmi. Lakshmi is born from the ocean, from the. Uh, uh, the um, what is it? Um, um uh, pipe, uh, uh, from the ocean of milk, right? Kirasagara, right? That's a, actually maybe if any of you here have ever done, if I ever did the house blessing puja in your home, right? It's usually people they get, I, I, I ruin their first thing I do, I walk into their new home and ruin their kitchen. What they do, we, we pick a pot and we and we fill it we fill it with, with with milk and we let it overboil. So the first thing it spills over and and, and of course and it burns in the cooking. It's like oh. the mom's always like, yeah, can they know how? They <laughs> purposely purposely letting milk overboil is a big mess. You know, it's a huge mess, sticky, dry mess, right? But there's a meaning why why because in in the stories from the from the from the ocean of milk comes Ma Lakshmi. So bringing, as the milk overflows out of the pot in your kitchen, it brings Lakshmi into your kitchen, which means food, prosperity, happiness, health, you know, and her, like, like that. So it's the Griha, it's the uh, Griha Lakshmi, the, the household Lakshmi. The Lakshmi of the home is in, invoked into the home this way. It's a very, very beautiful and messy uh, puja, right? We do chanting Lakshmi hymns and, you know, Mahasthalakshmi or Shishupta and while it goes on as you're invoking her. And there's an ancient, of course, we all know this, I think we all know the story of the churning of the ocean, um, given in the Bhagavatam also. In the, um, I think eight skanda Bhagavatam, I believe. Um, and in the when the gods and the demons were churning the churning the causal ocean, the Karuna Sagara, right? It's uh, the ocean of causation. Right? This word will come again shortly. Karuna Sagara, as they're churning, both gods and demons are churning, right? Using, of course, using Mount Mandara as the, as the Churning rod and and and, and um, uh, Vasuki or, or, or uh, Nag, the infinite, the king of snakes, as the as a rope, right? And the gods on one side, you know, th- th- this is a, it lends itself very heavily to a yogic interpretation, right? We're not, uh, 
and that is that the training is we're training our unconscious or our subconscious or some and using the the spine of the of the of the of the shishumna merudanda using the kundalini as the rope Ida and Pingala is the sun and moon or the gods and demons, Supranayama. It's given lots of these type of interpretations. We gave like 20 or 30 talks on this already also. You can, they're a popular series. Um, um, one of my favorite stories in the Bhagavatam. There's like five or six core stories. That's one of them given in the Bhagavatam, Train of the Ocean. But when they begin to, they're trying to get Amrita, but many things come out of the ocean first. As you churn, all kinds of stuff comes out, right? All kinds of like, you know, the, and in the story, you know, an elephant comes out, and that's given to Indra, and and um, uh, the horse, hmm? the yeah, all kinds of. I mean, there's a, I think, twenty-seven or something. There's a number, a famous number of all the different things that come out, right? But one of the things come, that comes out is, and as they come out, everything that comes out is given appropriately either to the gods or the demons or the brahmanas to the to the humans or given the appropriate what will use them best, right? And so when Lakshmi comes out of the milk, out of the ocean, right? Everybody wants Lakshmi. That's money, health, happiness, beauty, prestige, you know, fame. <laughs> All the, 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 the desirable things is Lakshmi, right? Luck, Lakshmi, right? Right. And, but she, because she's not a normal, she's a, she's a dignified royal goddess, right? She gets to choose her own husband. This is, what is that called? The, um... Swayambar. No. Swayamba, the, 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 the girl chooses, she takes her garland and puts it on whoever. And so everyone, the gods want her and the demons want her. Right? And so she looks at the one person who's not, in, who's, who's not clamoring for her, and that's Vishnu. So she goes, he marries Vishnu, so she goes to Vishnu. Right? So, but that, so this could be a simple, and it is, and it could be a, a, a description of Lakshmi. She who dwells, or you could say comes from the ocean, of the pure ocean. Right, she comes from that ocean of, like maybe this is this is a possible, I think a, a reasonable reading of this name, right? Uh, uh, just recently, the last few days actually, our friend Haley Goswami, who did a lot of these divine paintings, right? He's done a new painting of of of, of a of a Bengali form of the, an ancient Bengali form of the goddess, that has been also connected to Lakshmi, although it's probably not originally Lakshmi, but being having goddessness, it's been connected to the Mahadevi, right? It's like tables have tableness. Um, uh, 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 what's her name? Uh, Kamala Kamini, Kamini. Kamala Kamini, right? And and what's the name of the book? Do you remember the name of the book? The uh, Kavi... Kavi Kankan Chandi. Kavi Kankan Chandi is an is a, is a old uh, um, kind of liturgical collection that, that tells her story as well as other stories. It is more than I want to... I mean, that could be very, very good interview. We have to interview Haley on this point. It's a really fascinating thing. But this, the, uh, uh, it's an ancient form that was believed to be in the middle of the ocean. Right? The descriptions of... of sa- Actually, you see a lot of times, you know, there's so many stories about sailors going and meeting some goddess in the middle of the ocean. Some frightening and divine goddess in the middle of the ocean. There's all kinds of stories like that, right? Even there's story, you see a lot of even Kuan Yin. There's stories that she was discovered by 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 Mary. So it's connected to the to oceans for sure, right? In it, the the, the it, what did, what did this these these uh, uh, sailors discover in the middle of the ocean? They saw an ocean. They saw a, a area full of, of lotuses that don't aren't supposed to grow in the ocean, right? 
and the middle of this one, on this lotus, there is a, god, a woman, a goddess, right? Right, and 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 floating on this on on, on uh, Kamini, the uh, a, a lady, on a lotus, Kamale, Kamale, Kamala, Kamini, the name of this. It's new for me, that's why. I did, but it's interesting. That he just brought, he just did a painting and a write up on this just when this name I think comes up. That's why it, it inspired me. Um, but she does something. It's very unusual. What do they say? She's holding elephants, right? And and so of course, Lakshmi comes out of the ocean and she has elephants, right? That's a, that's, so that's why you can see there's some connection. Perhaps we have here in the, the in our Dashmahavijas, there's our Kamala, right? Uh, not exactly Lakshmi, but Kamala is a Lakshmi connected to the actually her name. She is an, a consort of Shiva, not of Vishnu in the in the Dashmahavijas. Even in Mahasastika Stotanam, it says she's a consort of Shiva. So it shows you there's a there's a, a, a very old old tradition. But anyways, uh, uh, but here you know they're bathing her as a, some, this is a, a, a Raja Lakshmi, right? I think it's what they call it. It's a, the form that's about royalty, and the, and 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 the um, the uh, elephants are symbols of royalty, right? And they're bathing her as a way like the Abhishekim of royalty, and has a lot of the symbolism like that. But in this version or in this story, it's not that at all. She has two elephants, and what she does, she's she throws one in her mouth and chomps it up, eats it. Right, and then so that's like that's something, right? And then she throws it up, throws it up again, and it comes back alive. And then she eats the other one. Then she vomits it. Then she regurgitates that. And then she eats the other one again. And so this is what they're seeing—a very unusual vision. That's a very ancient Bengal, especially is the. Mm-hmm. Remember, Amy mm-hmm. was saying that they try to get away. She mm-hmm. grabbed each one by the tail. And yeah, yeah. They, they're 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 trying to get away. And then, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Right, and so and and they said there must this must be somebody, right? Can't, there's not like then they're thinking, how is she standing on a, on a how is she standing on a on a, on a lotus? You know, how is she eating? Oh my god, how? Uh, so that she must be some sort of goddess. But what type of goddess is this? Yeah. Right in the middle of the ocean on a lotus, catching elephants, eating them, right, spitting them back up again. Well, they come back alive and run away again, and then grabbing the next one by the tail and throwing it in there. So this is quite a scene. <laughs> Right, and so it's been connected to um, to uh, uh, to um, to Lakshmi and, and and to Chandi to the goddess. You know, it's like, but it's a different. It could just be completely unrelated. This is an ancient Bengali version of the goddess, right? What you think is Abaya, right? It was a that was her original name, perhaps in the in the old Bengali tradition, right? Uh, uh, and then it got connected, most likely, to uh, um, uh, uh, to the Chandi of of the larger. The larger tantric or shakta deity, right, uh, uh, connected to Chandi and, and to uh, Chandika and Mangala Chandi and things like that, right? But it's interesting. There, there's another. There's there's something about some goddess in the middle of an ocean, right? What's she doing? Of course, the the um, elephant is a symbolic. What elephants have symbolism? Everything. And when you're dealing with this, you have to you have to look at this a little bit symbolic. We have to look at this a little bit symbolically. Right, elephant is a symbol of the mind. You, you know, Ganesha has that representation, that symbolism. Right, so much, the mind is considered the elephant. And the elephant goad controls the mind, and we've talked about these things in the past. Right, so there's something about that. So I think that's a lot of it, actually. But let's just take it as it as as it is. There's something. She's spitting up elephants and swallowing elephants. She's creating life and destroying life. Right, that's the thing. So whatever this ocean is, 
in the churning of the ocean it's called karana sagara the ocean of causation a potentiality everything is coming into existence even vishnu comes into existence lays on it and disappears ananta you know universe is coming this is what vishnu lies in this is what brahma comes out of this is what this is the womb and actually one of the one of the one of the great questions of the shrimad devi bhagavatam when it said when okay brahma's create is is the uh, creator of the universe that's fine and he's on a lotus that goes into vishnu okay he's supreme consciousness supreme god that's fine and he's laying on the um um uh, uh on anantashesha we can give that symbol symbolism of kundalini or potentiality or shakti we can give it all the all that oh, come back to that. Uh, every sect can understand it in some way right but and it's in the ocean in the ocean of causality then the question the bhagavad bhagavatam asks what's the ocean in right what is that existing right so the ocean exists that's in the womb of the divine that in the reality the substratum of the divine mother right and so this ocean is the potentiality coming from it's the the uh the being and becoming and disappearing of 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 the of of of, of the supreme consciousness which is devi the shakti part of the uh, that transition between the one not even the one being the one beyond being that becomes the one being that becomes all beings you know that 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 thing um um so you have that 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 ocean and you have the devi who's creating and destroying again and again right there's even the it's not even like she's she's just, she's she creating things and destroying them creating new things she's destroying them and then creating them again and destroying them and creating them again right all for and you can see what happened all perhaps that's what happened to us also we're being we're not being destroyed and recreated we're being recycled you know we're, we're being ground up reused and then spit back out again right and there's a very bewildering vision of sri ramakrishna samaji reminded me of it today of uh 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 was it the panchavati near the ganga i believe he had it like this we saw she come out of the out of the ganga yes she saw a black woman come out of the ganga I'm not going to tell you who that might be but 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 he saw some black woman come out of the ganga right and give birth right in front of I get this right you know I don't want to get this story wrong gives birth and gives birth right and then the person grow it or she just eat the baby and then she just eats swallows the baby and goes back into the ganga so this is not an easy thing to see somebody somebody come out give birth swallow the baby and and go back to the go back to the ganga that's a version of the same thing you have the ocean right something's giving giving birth and then swallowing them eating birth, you know and that's so it's ma kali right here it's in the thousand names of kali right so you can connect these two ideas but uh uh um but it's it's so it's it's all name all form all potentiality all everything is is this being dissolved into it and created this is one way of looking looking at this but it's why is this name in the middle of all these intoxication things right so it's like the the when that the thing the one the being the reality the shakti the i don't know what how what word to give it that whatever that ocean is or whatever in that ocean is in right that maha devi maha shakti the actually in the, in the devi baba says is ajya devi bhagavati ajya devi mahavidya mahamaya so one that gives that knowledge and ignorance and creation and destruction and control and madness and the whole thing is from that thing that reality you know like what do you make of that right you know it's act i mean in a simple thing it's crazy <laughs> right you know like it, it 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 it's beyond conception it's beyond ration, rational 
uh, um, Swamiji wrote, he, he sent me, he printed up, Boston printed. There's a name, it's actually, a lot of it's, it's tattooed on something. If you want to read the original, you can just ask to <laughs> stare at Swamiji Ambikananda's arm, right? But uh, famous Shama Sangeet, and also we have on Usha's website, on Usha's YouTube channel, and on Kalimandu's YouTube channel, Sanatana Das Baal singing this song. Incredible. That's like unglued. It truly mad. I mean, mad and intoxicated, right? This Mada and Madan. Uh, and it's, uh, I won't try to say it in Bengali, but we know a little bit of Bengali. Is my mother Shama really black? Right? Shama means black. Right? So, so the first question is my mother really black? My black, you know, Takwasar is black. She is black. Is she really black? That's the question. People say Kali is black, but I don't think she's black. Right, so so is my black mother black? So it's like I don't think she's like already. You can see things are coming a little bit unglued. I don't blink. I don't believe the black goddess is black. I don't believe wet water is wet. You can see it's a, it's a weird already. The, re, the language is a little bit unglued, right? The form of time and clad in space, right? She lights the lotus of the heart, right? So she's time. She's the form of time and space, and she lights at another. Uh, there's a, a Paramahansa Yogananda kind of rephrase some of these ideas in one song. Who tells me thou art black? Thou, uh, the, 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 that from the Gospel of Tamarita tells so. No, that's that's the, the, yeah, version kind of of this idea. Who tells me thou art black? Oh, my mother divine. Thousands of <coughs> suns and moons from thy body do shine. So already, the one who's light, who lights everything, the light of who thousands suns and moons come, that's, how is that black? You know, even light, suns and moons come. The form of time clad in space, she lights the lotus of the heart. Is my mother Shama really black? Mother Sh- Shama is sometimes white, sometimes yellow, sometimes blue, or ruby red. This reminds us of the story of the chameleon. Takwa's story of the chameleon in different colors. This is very similar. Some say she's this way. You could say, actually, no, some, you could say, some say she's black, some say she's white. Or you could say, sometimes she's black, sometimes she's... You see, it's a very... It's a non-sectarian presentation. <laughs> she's all these things, right? She's not just one thing. That could be a mistake. But even to say... So, I, say I see sometimes she's yellow, sometimes she's blue, ruby red. How mother can have these moves, I can't understand. Lives have passed pondering this. Right? Is my mother Shama really black? Lives and lives contemplating what, how to make sense of this. Shama and then... Okay, well... Okay, Color thing is already complicated enough. Is she is she is she black or not? But Shama Shama actually Shama Sangeet right? Not Shama Sangeet. Right? Due to bad habit, we mispronounce it again and again, right? She is she black? The black you know. So is she she? Is the next question right? So you can also, so so she's she. It, 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 so there's a, sometimes she's Purusha, and sometimes she's Prakriti. It's another crazy. Sometimes she's woman, sometimes she's man, sometimes she's male, sometimes she's female. Sometimes she's conscious, sometimes she's manifest nature. However you want to interpret these, these Purusha are loaded with stuff, right? Sometimes she's void. She's not anything. She's beyond, or beyond everything. I don't know how to say it, you know. Right. Thinking of these moods of my mother, this is the line, Kamala Kanta so easily has gone mad. Right, this is the equivalent. He uses puggle, I think, right? Or it means puggle and mudda and mata and all these type of things have a similar meaning, right? 
So this is another thing is like the reality that she is, that, that she, the madness that, that all things, the reason all things, why we are fascinated or scared or attracted to drunkenness and madness and frenzied and infatuation and, and delusion, all the things in this world, why it's a perfect symbol of the, the pramata and atimata and all the, the divine level, highest level, is because that's the, that's the only response to that level of realization. I mean, what she is, if we start thinking about the, the ineffable, right, the undescribable, the unthinkable, the unrealizable, yet we describe it, we think of it, you know, it's like, but it, it, everything gets, it, it, it doesn't make sense, but it does make sense. It's an experience that doesn't, see, and when you're intoxicated, I have very limited experience of intoxications. So I'm not speaking from direct, not a wide variety. Some people will probably have more direct experience. Um, is it's, It doesn't make sense. It's out of control. It's beyond logic, right? Yet you're experiencing it, right? You still get it, right? You're getting something that doesn't make sense, right? You know, you're experiencing something that can't be right, right? When you like, If you hallucinate something, you're... You're not you, what you're seeing is impossible, right? Yet you're seeing it, mm-hmm. right? You're experiencing something that can't be experienced, right? What does that do? That's madness. That's crazy. <laughs> that's intoxic. <laughs> that's intox- And but the thing is, what is it? This is the ocean of pure. This is the the, the of of truth, beauty, and goodness, right? This is the highest. This is the, 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 the we're ta- we're not talking about regular. We're talking about the contemplating, experiencing, meditate upon, describing, praying to the divine. The, the infinite, the beyond, you know, so it's, 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 it's going to be what uh, Swami, um, uh, Guru Bhai Swami Paramananda, some years, many years ago when he was here, he gave a difficult to follow, abstract, abstruse talk on Vedanta, as he was, as is his style, right, and, uh, 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 uh. But then he was also about the nature that Brahman cannot be known, can never be an object of knowledge, right? It's not known in sleep, it's not known in wakefulness, it's not, you know, he gives the classical from Suresh Acharya's commentary on somebody's commentary of somebody's, one of those type of things, right? Right. But at one point, the, the, the part that got to me, even now I get emotional even thinking about it, right? He says, but he says, but one thing that, why do, why do sages, why do rishis, why do we, Contemplate, even think about the thing which is not an object, which is not a thing, can't be experienced. Like he says, says, but it's always described as wonderful. Whatever it is, it's wonderful. You know, so the the intoxication, it's not just regular intoxication. It's divine. It's a goal. You know, so even even thinking about that, which is not thinkable, even the you know what's a a partial 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 of a part experience is is mind blowing, right? Uh, and Tucker uses this language all the time of intoxication, right? When he when when he when one of the things what do we have to know? Why do we have to know all of God, right? You know, then he uses a little bit of God is a bit, if you know something. Then he uses the example of if like uh, why do I have to know? Uh, like what is it? How many? What is it? How many gallons of wine in the wine shop? Yeah, like if like oh, like like how many gallons of wine in all the wine shops in Orange County? Why do we have to know? It's like one bottle of wine will get me drunk, right? That he used that language. Once you're drunk, you're drunk. You don't need to know all these philosophy and theology and history and you know, all this <laughs> about all the little details of what. But what is it? One one bottle is sufficient for me, right? The rest I don't care about. You know, so it's like that's a great image of of. 
the overwhelming experience of something that beyond which we don't, it's impossible to know, no need to know. The goal is to get drunk, spiritually. I <laughs> have to be careful. Can people going to take you know, like, you know, the, the, the clip? The clip is Swami Bhajan says the goal of life is to get drunk. <laughs> the problem was. <laughs> so, and so then, what, then let's let's think of other great songs and statements of Sri Ramakrishna. I drink. What is it? I drink no oma. Uh, you know the songs better than me. Some if Komala comes through here, you can sing them for us. But I drink no ordinary wine. Oh mind, is it oh mind or oh mother? I forget. Or I drink no other, but I drink the wine of everlasting bliss. Right? He says. And then he gives examples. Like, oh, the, I get the the grapes from my guru. I may be messing this. You you translated this for us, right? No, but I get like the. I may be the gist of it to be right if the details aren't exactly right. But I get the the grapes I get from the guru. This is the mantra, and that I and then I churn it and then I ferment it like that and I let it. You know, but so we we take that thing and we turn it into wine. We turn it into that divine intoxication. Another scene that I'm remembering of, um, I'm forgetting his name. He came to Sri Ramakrishna, maybe a friend of Girish Ghosh. Uh, uh, he was a confirmed drunkard in the negative use of the word. You know, alcoholic, out of control, ruined his family, ruined his wife, you know, all the destroyed his finances, that type of out of control. But he was definitely a, a lover of wine or addicted to wine, you could say, rather than giving it that a positive lover of uh, epithet. Right? But he came to Sri Ramakrishna. And Sri Ramakrishna, it's interesting, Sri Ramakrishna never actually told people who were, who were drinkers, stop drinking. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Usually most people, I mean, it's like you have to, first thing you have to do before we get going further, you have to clean yourself up and get a little self-control. He gave them a higher taste and most people, bit by bit, stop drinking. Again, a higher, higher uh, experience, right? And he connected, when you, oh, when you drink the wine, offer it to mom, think of divine intoxication. The, the physical and bit by bit they were able to leave the lower intoxication for a higher intoxication because what they want is intoxication not stopping intoxication that's usually the thing is when with people like who are who are addicted stopping the thing they want you tell them to stop give them the real thing give them a higher taste it's, it seems that was Thakur's method as far as I know there's no example of Thakur telling anybody to stop drinking right but all his disciples who were who were alcoholics or drunks stopped drinking as far as we know most, more or less most likely hard to tell because the stories and the hagiography of the stories always get told in the best possible light in their later life. You never really know what's real, the, 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 the reality on the ground may be more complicated. But anyway, this one person he came in, and so Sri Ramakrishna immediately, you know, he came already a little intoxicated to Sri, Ram, in Sri Ramakrishna's presence. And usually if somebody comes here drunk, we'd ask them to leave, right? Because they're going to confuse people and ruin our reputation. There's children here and they're unpredictable. We even have on our website, don't come intoxicated. You know, that's one of the rules of Kali Mandir, right? Thakur didn't do like that, but he immediately said, Oh, would you like some wine? That was Thakur asked him. And the guy got very excited, right? Is it British wine? <laughs> right? You know, this is the good stuff. And, he goes, no, and then Thakur said, No, 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 no. Here we only have, uh, the, what is it? The homemade. Homemade. Our wine is homemade. You know, like, <laughs> like moonshine type thing, you know, the homemade, right? And he got all excited. And Sri Ramakrishna, I believe Sri Ramakrishna just like touched him. And he went into an ecstatic intoxication, right? He got the real wine, right? And then in Swami Chaitanya, I'm forgetting his name, that's the thing. It may be Kali, it may be Kalipada. Kalipada, Kalipada thank you. Kalipada, I was just remembering. I just, when you said it, I just got there, same thing. Kalipada Gosh, right? And, and I believe later in his life, in Swami Chaitanya's biography, a short biography on him, um, we see him, you know, from a, from a uh, 
and it'll be overly negative. But he had he had all the negative qualities of a drunkard that we've considered that you know, that are problematic. People who drink too much, you know, he had literally those problems. You know, he'd be uh, uh, we'd be worried we'd, we'd be worried if we knew such a person. You know, that type of drinking. But at the end of his life, we see him. It describes him that they one of M saw him or somebody saw him, and he's just in one cloth, only wearing a single cloth. And although, although you know, his Brahmin thread, I mean, he had taken his religious life again, and he just wandered around saying, Priyanath, Priyanath, you know, my beloved Lord. And he was just lost in love of God, that uh, his name for God, and anything he said, he just talked, he was, so from, he got intoxication. He got the real intoxication, thinking about the one that, you know, but he wanted, we, he wanted to, that madness. Right? We actually do want that madness. That's why it's so dangerous. The lower intoxication is too attractive. We can take it. We want madness. You know? Okay, I have four minutes. I think I've got I've more or less given them. Let me see what I, what I have left. There's another, oh, there's a, a verse, Sami Jitananda also, Sami Ambikananda and myself translated a long time ago from his favorite hymn called the Kalikastakam of. Definitely written by Adi Shankaracharya, <laughs> by, uh, by somebody uh, attributed to some to Adi Shankaracharya, this beautiful hymn to the Divine Mother. So, uh, uh, Surapana Matta, he uses that word, Surapana Matta, Su Bhakta Durang Rakta, you know it? Lashat Puta Chitta Sadavir Pavete, Japadhyana Puja, Shudha, Dautu Panka. Sarupa, sorry, Sarupam Tamidya. Sarupam Tariyam. Tariyam. Vedanti Deva. Thank you. Vedanti Deva. I'm out of practice. I, I, we chanted, but I just haven't, I wasn't, I didn't prepare myself a little bit, my tongue to, to chant it. Surapana Matta. So the first line in this says is that you are, you are, uh, um, you are intoxicated by some divine elixir. Right, so Ma is another, this is a classic example. Ma is intoxicated right Subhakta and uh, uh, and you are pleased by sincere devotees interesting so she's intoxicated maybe if we connect these two she's pleased her her maybe intoxication comes from the spiritual intoxication of her devotees she's the thing itself as well as its, its, its particulars right she's intoxicated and intoxication Right, so she becomes intoxicated by the with the intoxication, if we were to stretch it this way, of her devotees, right? Because it, it, this lends itself to that, because it also says, you are you are um, ever present in the pure and luminous mind. Right. So. Yeah, you are ever present in the pure in 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 the illumined mind, in the pure mind. In the maybe the pure ocean like this itself, you know, you are you are you are present there. You are you are revealed there, right? And and you are what is it? Um, and as and as japa meditation and worship, you make the impure pure, right? Through through japa meditation and puja, through through spiritual practice, through devotional practice, you make the impure pure, and then you are ever existent or manifested in pure in the pure, and you are intoxicated by that purity. Right, so this is the way we get intoxicated, the way we intoxicate Ma, right? Is where and so she is sadhana that purifies, right? There's nothing, and then of course the refrain, which is to me is a perfect refrain, says uh, uh, you make uh, 
what your true nature is, even the gods don't understand. So this is again the idea that she's beyond understanding, beyond conception, beyond definition. She's thinking about her, Komalatanda goes crazy. <coughs> thinking about her, even Shankaracharya goes crazy. The gods go crazy. The gods don't understand. Even the, even the gods don't understand her, what her real nature is, right? But there's in, in, in there's many hymns like that. I think there's another verse that, that by by thinking about you, the gods get their power of being gods. I don't have that verse in front of me, but they get their by her grace. The cow, Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva get the power to become Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva. Yet they can't understand you, right? She's that the, the one beyond. And then the uh, uh, what is it? The final. So matmata, pramata, pramada. Shudha or Sudha Sindhu Nivashini Atimata Mahamata again again other words he's the supreme great intoxication you know it keeps all these languages are playing on the it's also playing on the the, the rhythm of the of the of the of the the words right so it's repeating the same thing we could give a different definition for each one but then it ends with a kind of a weird but not weird I think giving a, a pointer a pointer a hint to the whole thing it says um what is it mm, I lost it. Sarva, Sarva Karshana Karini. Now, the Sarva Karsha, Sarva Akarsha. I should read it instead of remember it. Uh, uh, sarva Akarshana Karini. So we have to understand also. Actually, Sarva Karshana, that's one of the Devi's worshipped in the Sri Chakra. Right? <laughs> she, we can talk, I can point to where she is. Right? One of, but, but, and, uh, in the, um, in, 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 so, Akarsha is here, here means attracting, attractive power, attracting attractive power, right? Sarva Akarshana means all attracting, right? Or that which attracts everything, or attraction in everything, or the attraction of everything. This is a primary, secondary quality of business, you know, and, and for, uh, um, that type of thing. And then she's Karini, she is the cause. Remember, she's the ocean of causation, Karana Sagara. She's the cause, that ocean, this is referring to her as the ocean. She's the ocean. She is the cause of, of that which attracts everything, or that which is attractive in everything, right? The thi- so what attracts, what, what, what we're attracted to is what we want, right? We have to think, the thing, even, if we, even if we're attracted to things we don't really want, it's because we want something that we're attracted to things we don't really want. We can be sold something because we want something, you know? Mm-hmm. If there was no lack, there's no need, there's no hunger, there's no desire, then nothing would be attractive, even, even the wrong thing, but just because of the right thing, right? And so this is a theme in our discussions, is that what desire is not... Today, sorry, Lord Buddha, today is Buddha Jayanti, I have to be careful what I say in 30, you know, 50, 60 inches from Lord Buddha himself, right, where it all started from this little statue and a small book on Buddhism by Manipi Hall. It started the whole mess for me. Right? <laughs> I have to be gentle when I say it. But the Buddha's right, I have to say that the Buddha's right, suffering is caused by, 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 by desire. That's a fact, right? All this suffering is caused by desire. Okay, we, we can agree with the Buddha. Yet, we, have to, we, 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 we will go one step further. It says, why do we desire? Why does desire lead to suffering? Right? And why do we desire in the first place, right? So we, we would hold, right? Sri Ramakrishna would perhaps say, verses from the, from the Kali Sasanama directly say, right? That we desire because 
unfulfilled desire is a cause of suffering, right? Not desire. Desi- uh, when desire is unfulfilled, we suffer, right? And sometimes fulfilled desire is also unfulfilling. Have to say you can't. Well, I give my fulfilled desire and I'm still suffering. No, fulfilled desire is also can be unfulfilling because most desire we've we've used this little uh, unpacking before. But when we desire something, we very rarely get what we desire, so we suffer. If we get it, um, it only lasts temporary, and so we suffer. And if we get it and it's temporary and it's perfect and it and it lasts, it's still going to be temporary, so we're going to suffer. And if we have it and it lasts and we're enjoying it. It's going to be eventually. We're going to be scared. Somebody's going to take it away, and therefore we suffer. I mean, Buddha gives him all these different arguments for why suffering, even fulfilling desire, is rarely fulfilled. If it is fulfilled, it still leads to suffering. But we would. The Kali Sasanama says we can say, and we can also repeat what Kali Sasanama says in other names. We did Kamini, Kama, Kamadayani, Kama. You know, the Kamarupini. There's all these names in the beginning. We gave several talks on this desire business, right? We desire because we did, the soul has desire, right? The soul wants God, right? That, 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 that's the thing, right? Sri Ramakrishna said the purpose of life is God-realization, not the purpose of life is to give up all desire, right? No, if, if the giving up desire allows you to realize God, then, then you're giving up desire because you have a strong desire for God-realization. Or if you have a strong desire for liberation, even liberation, wanting not to have, be free from the influence of desire, that's a desire for liberation. Yeah, that's another way of saying we want God. We want infinite. We want we want the infinite. We want the infinite ocean of purity. We want that. We want that intoxication. Right? She is the cause of the attraction of every of all attraction. So you can see how this is giving a little bit. So another. So this ocean. We'll finish. I'm really. I'm really way beyond what I wanted to say. I'm not anywhere near what I wanted to say, but beyond what I, time I have to say it, we can back up and, and, and continue next time on this on the same point. But another point of this, when we say, "Oh, Ma is beyond thinking; she's the, this ocean that swallows and like that." In that Shakti, that Pada Shakti, that Supreme Light, in Vedanta, it's called Brahman, right? The infinite, right? The, the word Brahman simply means infinite, huge, Briha. You know, it's like. So that Brahman, we also, we here in Kali Sasanam, in a thousand ways, it's called Kali. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, and, and here it's, it's also, it's, it's called Matta, Pramata, Pramada, Shuddha. You know, these are all names for that one, the, for the infinite, right? And so that, that infinite from which every, that is everything, beyond everything, the cause of everything, the source of everything, the goal of everything, the desire of everything, the call of everything, all these ways, it's like that, that's... <coughs> To put in a very simple, beautiful thing, this is what Sri Ramakrishna called Ma. He called that Ma, and he not only called her that; she he related to her intimately, most intimately, you know. And the amazing thing is, she responded personally. That's very mysterious. Thinking of some things, people go crazy. <laughs> and Sri Ramakrishna, what was his prayer? Remember the other day he prayed, Mother. He had two. I, I had two prayers to Divine Mother. Of course, we know Thakurai many prayers, but is he, the one point, two prayers. Maybe, don't make me a dry monk, like Swami Bhajananda, right? And make me the king of ecstatic lovers of God, right? That was his goal. And we could say, definitely, uh, the Divine Mother satisfied and answered his prayer perfectly. So, anyways, at his feet and Lord Buddha's feet on this holy day, uh, we thank you for your kind attention. I went over, but this is good, juicy stuff. 
Take you nothing. Think we go crazy. So next week, God willing, we'll do verse twenty-two. So it's a she who likes the chanting of songs. Maybe we'll sing Gita Priya. One of her names. Om Tat Okay. Now we'll go into a twenty uh, two hour question and answer period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, just outside here there are two white Nissan, one Colorado 